Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I am joined by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. This will be the fourth episode we've recorded of Schmidt and Lavelle, and we hope you're liking it. If you like what we're doing, please leave us a comment. We'd love to bring it up on the show. We'd love to talk about anything that you'd like us to talk about. We're open, guys. We have a uh, we have an open relation, an open no. No, no, we don't. We, we don't, have, a we open, have we're open to talking about whatever it is you would like us to talk you about. You want to, yeah, we're, we don't have an open relationship. We, d- we have an open relationship, me and Timmy. <laughs> and, um, I'm glad we can finally bring it up and let everyone in the world Let's know. Let it out. You that, know what? There's nothing wrong with that. We love you Bud know? Light and we love each other. <laughs> so if you Bud Light, like, I said. <laughs> Give me a Bud Light Lime. What do you think Less about filling. that? Less filling. <laughs> Tastes great. If you like what we're talking about, please leave us a comment. Say what you think about what we're talking about or leave us something that you'd like to talk about. And now, a word from our sponsor. Finding it difficult keeping up with all the ethical causes to support? Feeling left out when all your neighbors proudly display their allegiance to a righteous cause? Don't know who or what is canceled? Woke signs. We help you hate on hate. You'll be the beacon of virtue for your neighborhood, and everyone will know what a great human you truly are. Sign up today for our ally sign of the month. For $19.99, you can have signs delivered to your front lawn, and we'll replace them every month. If you're also feeling that your neighbors aren't contributing enough, we offer a My Neighbor's a a Nazi sign. (laughs) Who's the... uh... Who's Only the, for new subscribers. <laughs> Thank you, Woke Signs, for sponsoring Schmidt and Lavelle. We appreciate your sponsorship, and I certainly will have one of your signs. Now, hate does not live in this home, but no it way. is somewhere in this neighborhood. I can not on, tell. Not on, not on this platform. <laughs> not on this Tom, platform. Tom, why don't you tell them who's the, who's, who's the discounted uh, group of the month? The sign. <laughs> This crowded group of the month are redheads, Tim. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> redheads lives matter. Red hair matters. <laughs> you get oh, your God. sign. From, you got you get your sign for fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. Red hair matters on your front lawn. Uh, They've been discriminated for years. For April only. <laughs> April only. Well, this is Red Hair Awareness Month. It is. Um, Tim, another exciting, a new and exciting episode we're trying to bring to the people about about our everyday lives. And obviously, we're going to tie in some sports talk because, you know, being from Philadelphia, the Philadelphia area, we love sports and 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 things we're going to talk about. Timmy, first and foremost, how was your Easter? Did you do anything fun over the holiday? Uh, I mean, Easter is always one of my my favorite holidays it's a it's an underrated holiday in my opinion i think it's probably one of the the second best holidays out there thanksgiving then easter i think then christmas but yeah like i spent uh a good amount of time with my family uh over easter and uh yeah my kids went and did the uh I had my kids on sunday and they were able to do the easter egg hunt in the backyard with their cousin and um, I don't know if 
if you do this, but you know, we, we have like special eggs out there in the, in the yard. And, you know, most of those eggs have, have some money in them and so on and so forth. So it's a, it's a cool little deal. And the kids are still jazzed up. I have two daughters. They're, they're uh, nine and eight. So they're still into the, the whole, you know, egg hunt situation. So yeah, it, it was, it was cool. Is it a competitive spirit between them? And we got a nine and eight year old. Now I remember me and my brother a year and a half apart. And I, when I tell you we fought every day, we fought every single day. Yeah. And the Easter egg hunts at my house used to get pretty ruthless, very competitive. People not only wanted to get the most eggs, but more importantly, what we had was the golden egg. Tim, was there any of that going on at your Easter egg hunt? So I got to say, um, my aunt is in charge of the whole egg situation and she's fantastic at it. She spends a lot of time like organizing it and she used silver eggs at, at this particular Easter egg hunt on Sunday. So not gold, but silver. And, you know, we, 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 we went by the uh, methodology that every, silver egg had the same amount of money in it so no one won per se you know everyone wins tom you know you know you know <laughs> did everyone get a silver egg everyone gets a silver egg tom the same so like same amount of silver eggs how does that work oh there's only one silver way it's one silver egg per person per kid per child and the silver egg has the name of that said person on the egg so if you wow. picked up a silver egg and it said the wrong name on it, then so you know. if I picked up a silver egg that said Tim on it, yeah, hey Tim, I found your silver egg, or do I put it back and you have to find it? Um, you know what? I didn't really pay that much attention to it. I just saw that each kid had a silver egg at the end of the day, which made me happy. Yeah. Well, so I tried to now. I told you there was a competitive spirit with me and my family growing up, my sister, mm -hmm. my brother, Matt, and my youngest brother, Alex. Now, Alex was younger than, you know, six years younger than my sister, four years younger than me. So he kind of not, I would say, was on the outs of it. But, you know, when when he was winning on an Easter egg hunt, we were kind of all in on it. Now, when we were all competing to 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 find the golden egg, um, it got pretty cutthroat a couple years ago. My mom decided it would be fun to do a scavenger hunt for us. And me and my brother were running around the neighborhood. Dude, we were she made this scavenger. First of all, she she did it all wrong. Like she did it a hundred percent wrong. Like she had all these clues, right? And I'm we were literally what, running what first of all, what neighborhood was it? So at this point, she had sold our house that we'd grown up and she lived at what was called the hunt club in uh north wales so if you know where oh. 309 cinema yeah, that's is, right next, that's right i swear i work i yeah. know exactly right next okay there. so she lived in an, in an apartment there a condo whatever they are and there's like the playground i'm mm. telling you we were running all over this apartment complex and i'm following the clues following the clues we had been all over the complex and i run back to my mom's apartment and get in there because I know the next thing. And my brother hadn't figured out the clue yet, but he just said, I'm going to follow him because he's going to where we're supposed to go and he can get the next clue. I go into the correct room and there's another clue there. After I'd already run around this apartment complex, you think this would be the end. 
right? And my brother seeing me goes into this room says, well, I'm just going to go into the other room. But where's the other brother? He lives in Chicago. But so, (laughs) and and like our wives are yelling at us for being nuts. Like, what are you doing? And like it turned into this like fierce competition. Well, my mom, the golden egg, at the end of it, it was supposed to be in this second room. And my brother just happened to go into that room. There was no clues to say to go in there. There was nothing to go on. There was still like five more steps to lead to this spot where the golden egg was. And he fucking found it. <laughs> Either way, it was bullshit. So we have a golden egg in my house now. And I thought to 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 solve this problem with the golden egg, I would put money in there for not only the person that found the golden egg, but for all the kids there. And so the rule was, if you find the golden egg, you get the prize of sharing with all of your cousins. It sounds great, doesn't it? Am I an idiot? No, like the way that you're describing it, it it reminds me of the challenge um, on MTV, uh, which show I love. But like at the end of the challenge, if you win the challenge with your partner you either you either share the money with your partner or you keep all that shit to yourself <laughs> so i think it would be awesome if you just gave that option to whoever got the golden egg it's up like, to you hey all listen right? it's a real test yeah julia uh, it's your decision you keep the 40 dollars, yeah, or you yeah. hand out all the fives to your cousins and keep let's, 10 for yourself let's see how good of a parent you know, whoever wins, whoever wins. And I just stare at the parent, you know, my sister. <laughs> oh, we're going to see what your daughter is going to choose. Yeah, Let's see yeah. if you raise them correctly. Yes. I think that would be the perfect, the like an Easter, like test of fortitude is like, let's see if we really know what the meaning of Easter is. <laughs> so, so what ends up happening is we, we start the Easter egg hunt. And first of all, there's a big like fight over the start because we let the youngest kids go first. Okay. The youngest who is like two years old, Hey, you get to go first because they're not going to pick up as many eggs. As... Dude, isn't it? But isn't it the worst? Like when like the kids are so young and they're, they had no idea what to do with the eggs. They just like pick up an egg and then like go drop it off. Like in some aimlessly like <laughs> weird spot. And then there's another egg, like in a spot that you didn't put it. Like they just, just, Pick up eggs and just throw them all over the place. Tim, that's not the worst. That's that's the best. The worst <laughs> is the ones that are freaking out about not getting enough eggs. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got what what's the name of the chick from Charlie and the Chac- Chocolate Factory? The Chocolate Factory. <laughs> chocolate. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Show Either <your> way, <laughs> my niece is crying because she's not happy that she has to wait. 10 seconds to go out because of her younger cousin going like, this isn't fair. Why should I have to wait? I want to get out there. Blah, blah, blah. So we're like, all right, one, you know, they go out and then we count yeah, down from 10. I, I mean, look, I hear what you're, I, I hear what you're saying. Right. But you're like, it's almost like the American gladiators. Like, you know, like if you remember that show, they would start like if you if you completed all the events, you got like a 10 second like head start, right? Like, right. What events did they complete that they get all of a sudden a 10 second head start? Like I, I would agree with yeah, your little, my ne- niece. little niece. I yeah. feel like 
this is bullshit. Like they didn't do anything better than I do. What? Because they're born younger. Like they get the start earlier. That doesn't make any sense. Tim, I'm an older child. I understand the thinking. I've I've been screwed by the 10 second head start my whole life. Okay, but so you you're carrying it over. I guess that's just okay. the way it is. Okay. So either way, they let him go, right? And my wife says to me, "Listen, do not tell anyone where the golden egg is. They whoever finds it finds it." Okay. And I'm like, okay, yeah, fine, whatever. I'm not telling anyone where the golden egg is. Well, my freaking dope brother grabs my kid and is like, hey, the golden egg's back here. It was behind the shed, right? Well, insider trading. Yeah. So he tells him it's behind the shed. Well, now the two dopes are back there behind the shed, and they still can't find it. And I'm like, (laughs) it's at the end of the shed. Like, I walk over there. I'm like, yo, you got to keep going. So now... So now you're colluding? Well, they're back there behind the shed. No one else is behind the shed. First, And I did want my kid to find the egg, but I'm not going to tell him. But at the same time, they're back there digging through the leaves. You know, like, is, I'm like, it's not dug under the leaves. Like, take 10 steps that way. It's on the other side. It's just on the now, other side. Now, what kind of lessons are you teaching your kid? Exactly. I didn't want my brother to tell him. You know what I mean? I should. I should have just said, you know. Oh, maybe it's not back there. Maybe you don't. You know should have. Can- you should have canceled it and restarted it and re re rehid the golden egg. That's what you should have done. Well, either way, my niece was not too happy when my son came out with the golden egg. Now, <laughs> my son was super happy to have found the golden egg, and my brother, like a dope, says to my kid, "Hey, shh, don't tell anybody that I told you where the golden egg was." You know how long that lasted. Oh, two seconds. Two dude. seconds. Uncle Matt yeah. told me where the golden egg was. <laughs> and I, you know what? I love that my brother wants to tell my kid where the golden egg is. Like they do have a great connection. Like he does. He like loves my kid, right? Like Mickey is a very lovable kid. He's a manipulative, lovable five-year-old, but he is very lovable. And so he comes out and now my niece loses it. Like she does not like... She is not happy. She's aware that my brother told my my son. Well, how old is your niece again? My niece is uh, gonna be eight in uh, like yeah, that's, a, uh, a little bit. Uh, that's prime pissed off. That's prime oh. pissed off time. And right Tim, there, oh Tim, and she comes from my redheaded sister, and she—I will say she's a strawberry blonde. I'll say, you know, not, she's, she's not a ginger. No, she's a, like she's like a blonde with. But there's a little red, there's a little red, a uh, little reddish hue to that sure. to that blonde. But so there's a there's a fire there, okay. And uh, she's upset. She's she's loaded up on candy, and she's freaking out and not happy about what is happening and how all this played out. And so now Matt is lying that he did not tell my son i didn't tell him where it was what is he talking about i would never tell him where the where the egg was and he, my my kid's like yes you did you told me where <laughs> it was <laughs> you fucking rat so you she, fucking <laughs> yo, he went right in and you know what he went fredo on you i do need to tell him i do need to tell my kid like yo look Listen. Someone like you gotta shut your mouth with that stuff someone tells yeah. you where the golden egg is you find the golden egg and no one tell you, you you're lucky you know what tom I mean? Let me let me be the first to tell you, all right? That shit does like whenever you tell your kid not to say anything. Listen, take it from a divorced parent, okay? 
<laughs> I, I I took my I took my daughters down uh on vacation for a long weekend down in in Wildwood and we were on the bay and my daughter Harper my oldest one thinks that she's on like thinks she can climb on anything she keeps on running out to the dock in the middle of the bay which is like I mean it's a floating dock it's a great right? song too Sitting on the dock dock of the bed. So she's going back and forth. She's touching the pile and coming back. And like, you could see the dock just like floating back and forth. I'm like, Harper, be careful. You're going to fall in. And she's like, no, dad, I'm okay. I'm okay. So I'm sitting on essentially like the back patio, watching her going back and forth, back and forth. And dude, I walk in to get, like a glass of water or something. I forget what I did. I went inside for like two seconds and all of a sudden I hear a splash. And sure enough, she's floating <laughs> oh in, my God. in the bay. And through my heart skipped the beat, dude. I jumped off the patio, got down to her, like pulled her up, right? Got her onto got her onto the dock. And I was like, yeah, I was obviously a scary moment, but like yeah, at the same time, I'm like, listen, like you're good. All you did was get wet. You just jumped in the water. It's no big deal. I'm like, try to sell it hard on her. Like, it's no big deal. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. Like, Harper, <laughs> like you just took a dip. That's all you did. Right? Yeah. It was fun. We're it fine. Was, you jumped into the bay. That like was it, it never even happened. So I drop her off to her mom and within 13 seconds she goes mom i fell into the bay this weekend dude i was like shut up just shut the (laughs) hell up why why would you say something like that you're the reason we're divorced (laughs) oh my god like just for one second like Oh my god, you couldn't tell her about the great movie that we watched together or yeah, like right. how awesome like it's just it yo, they're just diarrhea of the mouth, dude. And it's yeah, it is what it is. is well then we it turned into them arguing about whether or not my brother told him. It was so bizarre. <laughs> We're like sitting outside and when I think about it, he's like Uncle Matt told me and Uncle Matt's like, No, I didn't. I didn't tell you and you're like, he's like, Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You told me. And he's like, I would never tell someone where the golden uh, egg. He's like, you told me where it was. You said, <laughs> oh I'm just like, just shut up. Oh so then God. he's handing out the money. Like he's giving $5 to each one of his cousins. And my niece is still very unhappy about this whole situation. And my sister, I should mention too, my wife was very tired. I, with the mini masters and work in coaching baseball, she had three nights of putting the kids to bed by herself, them waking up in the middle of the night, her being tired, and basically getting no sleep. She hasn't gotten much sleep in the last six months with a. God bless her. I mean, yeah. got a piece and, of shit husband, you know? Yeah, right. A good for nothing husband that thinks <laughs> he's a podcaster. And so they, she's like had enough, and she says, My niece, hey, look, this is for fun. If we can't have fun, we're we're not going to do it again. And she goes, we'll never, ever, ever do it again. <laughs> she says. <laughs> I was like, 
she's full. Yeah, she's starting to adjust. She's she's turning into mom mode, dude. Like that's when you start like start sounding like your parents. You're like, holy shit, dude. Like, what am I doing right now? Like, this is like, dude. I I do that with my dad. I'm like, could you, like I start yelling to my kids, like you, like phrases that my dad would say that I'm starting to say, and I'm like. Wait a second. Like I used to cringe when my dad would say those things. Oh. And I hear myself saying, I'm like, God damn it, dude. Am I really my dad right now? I just got the chills when you yeah. said that. I literally just like, like, uh, you know, and I love my dad, but there was a, so, uh, some things, it's some sayings that he would say, whatever, uh-huh. that I would be like, if I ever hear that saying again, I could go my whole life without him saying, hey, it's time to hit the sack. All right, <laughs> dude. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you brought that up because I mean, as right now, I, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'm going to be honest with my audience right now. I, I uh, just recently moved back in with my father. And a lot of those sayings, I'm starting to, I'm starting to hear again at the age of 41, Tommy. And <laughs> Oh my god! I'm like breaking in this. That's dude. Every like, dude. I, I, dude. This this dude is such a creature of habit, and I love I love the man. He's he's 80 years old, right? He just lost his wife, my mother, uh, a few years back. So that's the reason why I came back. But like, you know, trying to trying to help the man out a little bit, and this man is just a, he's a different breed. <laughs> he's a lot. He's a lot different than what I remember him, dude. <laughs> I mean, dude. That I'm does a... have to be an odd thing. When you move out and then you come back and you're like, and, and I noticed it too with my mom as she's getting older. Like, my mom was pretty cool. You know what I mean? She was always yeah. really cool back <clears throat> in the day. And she's still cool now. But you notice things like, I, I don't, I want to say they're magnified. But, like, the personality traits, like, multiply. Like, it's, like, what used to be, like, a cool thing is now times three, and it's not as cool. You know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Uh, well, I mean, dude, look, I mean, my dad is is the man. Like, from, I mean, he's always been great, but, like, like moving back in has given me, like, <laughs> such such a great like perspective on like what's going on like dude he's retired like fully fully retired and like in retired i mean like dude he does literally nothing <laughs> he's <laughs> like sits in his chair and is like like dude i'll go to work and i'll come home and i'm like did you did you move today and he's like why would yeah. I move? Yeah, yeah. I went to the computer and I came back, and the computer's <laughs> like three feet away from him. I'm like, all right. And then he goes, uh, "What are we doing for dinner?" And I'm like, Tom, did you, dude? Like, honestly, whenever I cook, so I'll, I'll go into the kitchen and I'll start cooking. Right? I'll whether it's breakfast or dinner, and the kitchen at my dad's house isn't like these open concept kitchens like everywhere else, like in these new houses, right? It's it's a tight kitchen. And dude, there's about maybe four feet of space, like a wiggle room, maybe, maybe three feet. I'm a big ass dude. And my dad 
Like anytime I start cooking, he automatically has to come into the kitchen and like get a drink of water or wash a pan or like I'm like I'm cooking I'm cooking around a stove him. and he's like he starts like trying to sneak by me. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, do you want this meal cooked or not? Like, what do you want? Like would you go in the other room? Like, I'm trying to cook for you. Like, dude. It's crazy. Like, breakfast is the worst because, like, he has, like, this. He's got the coffee maker, the, uh, what's it called? The uh, Keurig. The Keurig. And the, the Keurig is, like, a foot and a half to the right of the stove. And I'm, like, cooking breakfast for him and a whole They'll reach around. They'll like they'll start hitting <laughs> buttons and shit. I'm like, I'm like, would you please just go sit down? I will bring you your coffee. I will bring you your breakfast. And he's just such a creature of habit, though. Like this man was, he served in Vietnam. You know, he's he's just a creature of habit. Like he folds his, you know, he makes his bed every morning. And the guy is, he's the man. But like. My God, dude! <laughs> he is a get out of the kitchen, <laughs> like, dude. Like we're both six foot two ninety ish, right? Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot of, that's a lot that's of man a, in that. That's kitchen. a lot of meat in the kitchen, yeah. dude. And like one man's trying to cook big meaty meat man food. in that kitchen. It's like get the fuck out of here, dude! <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> The other day, yeah, the other day, I'm in the basement, and actually, it's where I am right now, and my dad loves gin. He loves his beef eater. Now, gin drinkers are a different breed, dude. I, 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 gin is a distinct thing, and I've noticed that gin drinkers specifically are a different breed, but go ahead. So, dude, he loves his beef eater. He's like... For his birthday last year, like I think he got twelve bottles of beef here. Like oh they're God. stacked, and he's like, he comes down first time he comes in the basement because he doesn't move out of his chair upstairs. He comes in the basement, and he goes to the the bar and he looks at the beef here and he sees it like there's a bottle. It's like half empty. He's like, "I've been drinking my beef eater." <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink gin. There's no one in, dude, in 20 years of me up or below that drinks beef eater gin. No one. <laughs> and he's a, he's you a, get, at 41 years old, are you getting in trouble I'm, for I'm stealing inter- liquor? I'm getting interrogated. <laughs> like, like he's going to start putting like, <laughs> he's going to put white out. He's going to put white out on these bottles. Like for me stealing like fucking liquor from him, dude. It's funny okay. enough. I used to know a girl in high school. Her nickname was Beef Eater, but uh, <laughs> I don't know a girl named. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a made up story. I guess. I yeah, that's a made up story. <laughs> we used to call her Beef Eater. I don't know why, but we did. We were like, "Hey, Beef Eater, what's up?" Our audience determined why that happened. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like. Just to touch on one one more story, like this this dude, um, I mean, it's been the winter time, right? And it, we've had like a a weird 
like i don't know it's been like a weird winter right there's been a couple days that have been like a little more warm than others and like it's been my... a, like a very mild <clears throat> winter i would um, say i'm curious if if mythbusters was still going on right and i'm sure everyone's dad has has said this in the past so like my dad has a storm door right for the front door like a storm door and then he has a wooden door, like a front wooden front door. Okay. And a lot of the time I like to open up the wooden door and let the sun come in because it's nice. Like it's warm sometimes, you know, in the winter time, you know, you get the sunlight in there. Sunlight's good for you. Good vibe. And my dad freaks the fuck out because he feels like we're heating the entire neighborhood. <laughs> Tim, I might have your dad's back on this one. Oh, dude, I I don't know, dude. I might, I might. You're, you're. Listen, my wife is a notorious leave for work, and the door is always cracked. I said, "What is wrong with shutting the door? Why don't you shut the door behind you? You're leaving. The door's open, and she's yeah." But is there anyone who is there anyone home? Yeah, I'm home. But it lets in a draft. uh, What kind of draft? A cold draft. I'm really. I'm a. I'm a frail. I'm a. You know. I used to be a skinny guy, but now it's like, you know, this cold weather. It chills me to the bone, and if I feel a little bit of a draft, I'm freezing my ass off. Shut the fucking door. Shut the door. When you leave, shut the goddamn door. What are you trying to do? Heat the neighborhood. It drives me nuts, dude. I'm like, I really want like someone to come in and do like a scientific experiment to see if the actual degrees actually drop in that room. I really need to know that. Like, in my house, it that... 100% drops. 100% it drops. Well, then you probably have a drafty door. Like, if you have a solid storm door, like that shit ain't getting through. I do agree that there is a little, maybe a little, a little coldness that comes from it, but it's not penetrating to the room that it's dropping six degrees. Right. Yeah. You know what? I I will say our storm door. So it like you can lower the window on it, right? And so it will over like time it will fall a little bit so like it'll be like cracked about an inch sure so that might add a little bit more of the cold coming in i hate it shut the door there's a draft i don't like it i i i am pro shutting See, i'm, door. A, I'm, also I'm not a worried about heating the neighborhood i'm worried about freezing my ass off in the living room well i i am he's in his chair things. and he's freezing because of you he, he, dude, he is cold blooded to that. That I feel bad for the man because he, he he's got a blanket wrapped around him like fucking every day. <laughs> Tim, he's in that chair, and you know he doesn't like to get out of it, uh, and he's freezing because you won't shut the damn door. Yeah, well, that's the shit that I'm hearing now that I've I've moved back in with my father, and it's been it's been a, a fun experience, and uh, I'm sure that there's going to be more stories that come from it. So. <laughs> Stay, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. So we were talking about Easter, and my, my niece was uh, kind of not happy with how everything played out. And maybe she was a little bit she – was, she was correct in the fact that it was unfair that my brother had told my son where the golden egg was. And he should not have done that. 
So later on, we're hanging out at the house, and my mom had made these, like, kind of like these melts, these sandwiches. And my sister was saying how good they were. She said, where did you get these the sandwiches? Like, what's the... And she's like, oh, I'll send you the recipe. It's from Pioneer Woman. And my sister says, oh, well, I won't be using it then. <laughs> Tim, are you Wait, aware what? of the uh, Pioneer Woman scandal that happened uh but apparently there was an issue with some Asian wings. <laughs> How what? dare she bring up Pioneer Woman in this house of love? <laughs> hey, wait, hold on. Hold on. The, the Pioneer Woman made the Asian wings? Is that what's going on? Pioneer Woman, I guess. I love Pioneer Woman. Ree Drummond is her name. I have a pot roast recipe that I will make till the the end of my days till the cows come home till the cows come home (laughs) pioneer woman told me about it and you know what a big key of that is is putting the mashed potatoes making the mashed potatoes separate but that's a whole nother story when you make a pot roast and you put the potatoes in everything tastes like the pot roast and so instead of putting the potatoes in she makes her mashed potatoes on the side and you put the pot roast on top of the mashed potatoes common mistake common mistake yes so she made these sandwich melts that were, you know, they were delicious. It was ham and like they were in the Hawaiian rolls, whatever it was. And my sister would, would not be taking those that recipe because she had made some comments about um, some Asian wings recipe and her whole family were making jokes. They were the untrustworthy wings or something like that, they said. I had no idea. I had to look up the clip tip. But, I mean, she's there, like, telling us about how Reed Drummond is basically Hitler. <laughs> so, wait. So, wait. Your your sister would not allow your her her family to to eat any of the the, the melts? Or the, oh, no. The... They ate plenty of the melts, but they would not be using the recipe later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't want that recipe, even though this is so good. I'm not gonna. <laughs> this I recipe will, will never. This What's in this again? <laughs> <laughs> so then my mother in law made this like cake that was delicious. And we're talking about the cake and how good it And she's like, Did you try the cake? I said, I tried it. It was great. She goes, Oh, it's Betty Crocker. And I said, What? <laughs> Whose There'll name be... did you just mention in this house? There will be no talk of Betty Crocker <laughs> in the Vell household. Not while I'm alive. Betty Crocker has no home here. <laughs> and God, I, uh... for, I swear to God, if you mention Bob Evans in this fucking house. <laughs> Wait until you hear about Mrs. Smith <laughs> and her buys. <laughs> oh, ah, dude. Granny dude, Apple. Do my, my, uh, my, my daughter, uh, Emma, my youngest daughter. Uh, for the first time ever had pumpkin pie. Of course, it's out of season right now. But on Easter, I mean, no, she had it like two weeks ago. My my dad, <laughs> my company, my company distributes uh, Mrs. Smith pumpkin pies. Actually, we don't. I don't know where the hell I got it from. I don't know where the hell I got it from. But anyway, my dad cooked it in the oven, and my daughter thinks that my dad made it from scratch so wow. she will not eat any other pumpkin pie except for if my dad buy your dad 
But like so, every time she, she she didn't think it was Mrs. Mrs. Smith. She thought no. it was Mr. Schmidt. Well, she didn't. Yeah, pumpkin. <laughs> this yeah. is Mr. Schmidt's pumpkin pie. Yeah. Yeah. So she thinks that like my dad makes like the most incredible pumpkin pie ever. So like every time she comes down and did you hear about the me? latest Elias scandal? No. No. Did you hear uh, about? Chef no. Boyardee. Stop it, dude. Get a Quaker Oats. Are we yeah. going Quaker? <laughs> you won't believe what Toucan Sam said. <laughs> you think? Uh oh. All right. So we had a little bit of a lapse there. I don't really remember. We we were naming all the people that were. We're terrible people, but uh, <laughs> Timmy, what happened was you, you got a new computer, and we were trying that out, but the picture was looking paler than usual and, and, and maybe more pixelated or grainy, and so you, you, you switched back to your old computer. Well, you, you left your new computer plugged in and didn't plug in your old computer, <laughs> and it died on you. Yeah, It's not, uh, not going to happen again, Cotton. <laughs> Don't you dare say that word in front of me. <laughs> All right, so we uh, we had the Easter fiasco. Um, the name that shall never be said, Pioneer Woman in my house again, uh, happened. We, we learned that uh, her Asian wing fiasco was something that will never be forgotten. Um, we got through Easter. Everything seemed to go well. Timmy... And this week I had to go to uh, pictures and pictures for uh, I'm coaching baseball for people that don't know. I'm coaching the uh, the Little League Pirates, five year olds coach. Yeah, everyone baseball. knows about the Pirates hat, dude. Yeah, we saw the Pirates hat. And so the pictures were this week. And I tell you what, I've gotten a lot of support from the dads on the team, which is great. Um, There are some big concerns moving forward. So. This year, it was kind of pick who you want to be on your team. Now, the team, the Cubs on this team, apparently got to pick whoever they wanted on their team. And when I sent an email to the league asking when I should put in the names of the players that I wanted to be on my team, I never got a response, and they just gave me the kids on my team. So this is a good thing because there are several kids on my team that will be I will be trying to draft later on. Next year, there's a draft, Timmy. This is what I'm trying to get at. Next year, there's a draft. And I was talking to the assistant coach who may not be into it as much as I am, but I want my kid to succeed. I know. Hard to believe. And I, I mentioned to him, during the games this year, we should start keeping... A, a tally of who we think are the good players so that when the draft comes up next year, we can draft accordingly and have a bomb squad. I want my kid to be on the team that wins every game and he hits a home run and he pitches a, sure, a yeah. no hitter and whatever. So he kind of was like, look, dude, I'm not trying to be that intense into it, this or that, but I have the names of all the other kids on the teams and I will be starring players that i do want to draft next year um maybe you should give all those kids a gold neck <laughs> my brother will apparently my brother will just tell whoever <laughs> so my big concern is 
I, I spend a I love, I love pitching to my kid and having him hit. I love playing catch. Like this is literally my favorite thing to do. And I want him to succeed so bad. And Timmy, you know this from sports. There's only so much a parent can do, right? And I want him to do well, and I'm trying to guide him and leading him in the right direction. My concern is that when we get to a – first of all, he's smaller. He's the smallest kid on the team, okay? And that's not necessarily saying, like, someone that's small can't be good, but he's the smallest kid on the on the team. He might weigh well, – he has something to do with his father. Yeah. Well, he was premature when he was born and he was he had a, a growth restriction in the womb. So he came out. He was three pounds when he was born. And so he was point oh eight on. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. But so. Sorry, bud. Yeah. But no. But so he was his percentile of like growth. Like my son now that's six months is 98th percentile on everything. His head, his weight, his his height, whatever. Is he's a monster. I'm care. I'm lugging around this fucking thing that's like, what the hell? But so, yeah, dude, he it's all cock too. So, <laughs> so what a good kid. Good yeah, kid. Oh, dude, monster. <laughs> um, so my son that is five is smaller, but he loves sports i mean i'm telling you he walks around the house he's throwing up a ball and catching it that's all he wants to do he wants to play basketball he i literally have video of him running back and forth from my living room to my dining room to rocky music it's like the greatest thing ever he's like i gotta get faster he's like and but he's not he's and i hate to say it, he's not very fast right he's a little bit smaller how, and how old is he he's five Dude, I was dominating sports when I was five, and I'm not like trying it out, dude. I I was. I'm not joking. Give the kid a chance a little bit here, huh? I well, well, the thing I always tell him is, is that when like I was like the two biggest things because I always like you know he's like I'm not fast, I'm not whatever. I'm like, dude, the most important thing is, is that you're mentally tough, and you have the biggest heart. I was like, the biggest thing you got to have is heart. Okay, so if you try and you work every day, you're going to become one of the best kids. And I tell them about kids that I grew up with that were better than you. They were very bad when we were little and became very good when we were older. Like, I don't know if you have kids that you grew up with. There was kids. There was a kid on my wrestling team was the, the people when we were they told him to quit. They're like, this is not the sport for him. Hundred hundred match winner. State qualifier, one of the best wrestlers at at my high school when we grew up. And they wanted him to quit the sport when he was a little kid. My point is, is maybe it's my insecurities or that I'm concerned about. I want him to succeed so bad. And he he does love it and he puts in the work. But my fear is that it's not like is that the moments where it's not going to work out. I'm parenting like being a parent. And I've heard this before of the kid competing is worse than being the one competing, I guess, you know, and I'm learning that lesson, Tim. Well, here's the thing. All right. So we're getting sincere here. I didn't mean to make any jokes. Oh, dude, I don't care. Your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, yeah, dude, it's, it's tough. Like, you know, as a, well, I, I'll, I'll be honest, like as a, 
as an athlete uh, in high school, like in college, you know, I played those sports and um, I, ex- I expected that to translate to my kids. Um, and right now it's, it's not really, you know, where I'm seeing it like as an eight year old and a nine year old kid in soccer with Harper and Emma, I'm not seeing, yeah, the athleticism that I thought I would see. Um, but I'm okay with that. You know, like it's, you know, it is what it is. Like you, you do what you can to, um, help your kids, you know, build up their athleticism or help them get as far as they can. Right. You can only push them so far. Um, and then they have to go the rest of the way, dude. Like that's the way that, you know, I was raised. Um, yeah, my dad, my dad, after, yeah, I think probably sixth grade stopped throwing me balls. Like I just, you know, I had to do it on my own, you know, and yeah, it, it, there's a point, right. Where you push them so far, you know, um, and the natural talent has to take over, but like, you know, there's some dads that, that push even further. And, you know, I think Bryce Harper's dad, you know, was throwing bat and practice for him for years and years and years and years. What I mean, whatever you have to do, I mean, to, to get your kid to that next level is is up to you. But <clears throat> at some point, yeah, yeah, I think you have to cut it off, right? And just let it let it naturally take over, in my yeah, opinion. Right. So let the no. kid live. Let the kid live, you know? Like that's that's my opinion. I know, but I just I'm I'm dreading that letting go of like you know you got a long ways to go tommy i, I mean know. it's i know it, you got a lot of years of of pain sculpting and you know whatever dude like your kid might not even want to play baseball or he might be like you know what dude this shit sucks Let, let's go play golf and, and well, guess what you're I'm going <laughs> guess what you're gonna be doing on saturdays and sundays for the rest of your life dude. which would be great yeah. Um, but like, yeah, dude, like you never know where it's going to go. I mean, sports these days is just so it's crazy. crazy. It's a crazy like, world. And I'm like, I'm, I, I think I'm just like, if it, it like, it's like just waiting for it to like go. And I know it's a young age, but like, I'm, I'm like, okay, we're going to dive in and I want him to be successful. So, but you know, I remember when he was born and I'm like walking through, I specifically, I remember walking through the hospital and like, he's just born and I'm thinking, okay, like, man, what would he, what if he was like a baseball player? What if he was like this or that? And then I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You idiot. Like you're in the, you're in the hospital. Like, first like, of all, first you of know, all. thinking about this and that, like, I just want him to be happy. I just want him to be a happy, good fucking kid. Dude, every listen, every dad, like whoever's listening to this, has that thought. Like, dude, like a son could be the next uh, Babe Ruth, yeah, 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 or like you know, like, and it doesn't stop. Like, you know, you want your son or daughter to be successful and you never know what route that's going to be. Um, yeah. I have a friend whose daughter is a 
nurse right out of right out of college, you know, 22 years old, success, successful as can be. And yeah, that's, that's fantastic, dude. Like that's what you right. want for your kids. Like you should, it doesn't matter what they do. It's as long as they're successful in what they do. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's the main goal, right? Like you can have, you can have hopes and you can have hopes and dreams. Like, dude, yes. I want my, my daughter to be probably the best soccer player of all time. Is it going to happen? Doubt it. But you know what? If she puts as much into it as she wants, like it might happen. You know, she can try. Yeah. Right. You just got to support it, dude. Yeah. It's tough. But, uh, so that's where we're at with baseball right now. And it's just like moving forward and like, he's so competitive. So I just want to, I want to keep, I, I love that. I love the competitive spirit in him. Like he really is like, he wants to get out there and like practice every day and do a lot. And I like love seeing that. So hopefully that never changes. And, you know, hopefully I can cope a little bit better as a dad dealing with that fucking shit. But so one of the, uh, one, of the one of the best things, that has indicated to me that my daughter is probably not going to be the greatest soccer player of all time is that like when she's on the bench, I see her doing the bottle flips. <laughs> well, with the water bottle and yeah, yeah. I'm like probably a good chance. She's not going to be doing this long term. <laughs> like, well, I'll her- tell you what, my kid's got a fucking personality though. Like he's had it since he was born. But he just like, and and that's the thing too. I'm like, this kid's an entertainer. Like he's out there, and he's just he's more interested in making people laugh and doing stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see. I might be I might be leading him down a path of <laughs> he can't live up to. <laughs> Tune in to Daddy's podcast. <laughs> you little shit. You little shit. Wait, is he in the whole neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> so Tim I I don't know if you know this but or our, our listeners but recently I purchased a a second home and Ooh. the point of buying this second home was to fix more it than up I got and yeah and rent it out and uh we've been saving for this for a long time and this has been something that I've been trying to do for a while and the opportunity came about and I jumped at the opportunity and I spent everything I had, every penny I freaking had trying to make this happen. And now I'm trying to rent this house out. The process of renting a house out is very, very difficult because you hear all these horror stories of you don't want to rent to this person. Or you don't want to rent to that, or you don't want to do this, or you don't want to have animals in the house, or you don't want this or that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, I had somebody that rented to someone else and they got squatters and they couldn't evict them and they were in the courts for months and this and that. So what's funny is, is that we have it available for rent and it's online and people and I've had tons of showings. There's a good amount of interest, which is good, but it seems like everyone that comes through is trying to scam us. Like, it's like, you know, everyone that comes through, you're like, who is this person and what are they doing and how many people are going to be living here? And you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more than people would necessarily think it would be. (laughs) And so the, the process of trying to like get through, like I had a guy come there today, right? His name was Sid 
And so he's like, oh, I want to come see the house. I'm like, all right, fine, great. He comes and sees the house this morning. And he's like, now, uh, is there any room for negotiation on the price of the rental? And I'm like, well, I've gotten a good amount of interest. So the price is the price. And he's like, well, what about uh, a co-signer? You know, my my brother, I'm from Algeria and this and that. Like, he's trying to, he's there to see the house, to rent it for his brother. And then a van of people show up and go through the house. And I'm like, well, how, how many, many people, people are going to be living here? <laughs> how was like a clown card? Like there's like 20 people that got out. Like there was legit seven people in this van. <laughs> That's not bad. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude, in a three I've, bedroom house. I've listen. I've uh, heard stories of, of this, this happened up in the Northeast where like, yeah, there's a, uh, an Asian man that knocks on somebody's door and says, I'll buy your house for cash right now. And then there's fucking 20 people to move into the fucking house, dude. It's outrageous, dude. Shit is wild right now, dude. It's uh Philly's a different breed. And uh I mean, God, dude, bear. Uh, what do they say? Buyers beware. I mean, I guess you can say that for renters too. Uh, who knows, dude? I mean, good luck with that whole situation. But well, that's the thing too, because as you know, the neighborhood is changing, and so I'm like, am I buying in the right place? This is the first time I've done it. I mean, I, I, you know, I did some homework. Like, it's not like it's a bad investment, but it's just like. That like I just want to get it rented. I just want to get it rented. So we'll see it. what happens. No, because this is I'm I'm doing I'm renting this house to then refinance, buy another house and rent that house, and then to refinance that, buy another house and rent that house. So like the the plan is to eventually own a bunch of properties mm. that I'm collecting an income on and also can refinance at a certain point. Now the so rates we could do like Schmidt and Lavelle properties. Schmidt and Lavelle properties, yeah. But uh, so well, you know, it you can refinance and you get the money and it's tax free. So you refinance because you still have the loan and you get the money off of that and it's tax free and you can use it for something else. So there's no limit to how many times I think you can refinance. But I'm no fucking expert, clearly. And, sound like uh, one. Yeah, sound like one. I've I've read I have read a book about it, but and I don't read too often, but I did read a book about it. My brother's in real estate, my brother-in-law's in real estate, and uh my uh father-in-law has uh some rental property. So I'm kind of going off of their guidance and um so doing things like you know along that way. I've always taken tidbits from people and and moved along that way so hopefully it's a success i'll let you know and keep you posted if we ever get it rented i had a couple nice couples come today we'll see what happens uh tim so now we're going to cover some of the uh the sports thing first things first the sixers are starting their playoff run this weekend they're going against the new jersey nets real quick what do you what are you predicting for the series and uh how far will the sixers go uh should be a short series. Um it's gonna be painful to watch Mikhail Bridges on the other team because yeah, obviously the Sixers drafted him um back in twenty eighteen, maybe 
um, and then traded him for Zaire Smith, who is not in the league anymore. But uh, <laughs> classic Sixers. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it should be it should be a quick series. Uh, Embiid and Harden should dominate. I mean, the Nets have traded everyone away, so they're basically a franchise that's rebuilding around Mikael Bridges, which is um, fantastic. Uh, yeah, local guy, Villanova guy. Um, but I, I mean, let's just take it one series at a time. Let's go. They get past the Nets, and then we'll we'll go to the next series, Tommy. I agree with you, Timmy. I think the Sixers win in five. I think there's a couple frustrating games, but we come out with the W's and one we end up losing. We win in five and move on to play what I think will be the Celtics. When we get to that. I Oof. guess we will discuss it a little bit, a little, little bit more. Quick little plug. Uh, I don't know if you can see this, but I see some stars there. Yeah. So this is a uh, Sixer shirt from my buddy uh, Jay Pross, who owns a store up in the Northeast. It's called Art History One Hundred and One, and they have a bunch of Philly like streetwear. Uh, That's pretty sweet. It's like a Sixers, but it's like a subtle kind of yeah. thing. You know, yeah. I like that. Yeah, they got a lot of lot of good stuff out there. So check it out. Art History 101. Jay Pross, check it out. All right. That and uh Woke Signs. Don't forget our first sponsor from when we started the uh, show. <laughs> Woke Signs is number one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the the Flyer Caesar season just end. Tim, they're a mess. I don't see any way. Ho- ho- hopefully we get the the number one pick coming up and it, we we eventually get a stud but the organization's in disarray it's not seeming like they're heading in a good direction at all they saw they have danny briere coming in to help out your your quick thoughts on where we're heading and maybe your disappointment with the last i don't know 20 years number one claude Giroux is not a hall of famer he was Agreed. just a guy i agree a good player He's, a very good uh uh Flyers Hall of Famer, but not Flyers a- Hall of Famer. That's it. That was your best player in the last twenty years. Uh, I, mean, I, don't I don't know about that. Maybe the last ten years. Who Mike who Richards? Been- Mike Richards. I loved Mike Richards. All right, you love him, but I mean, he probably wasn't the best player though. Well, you may not think it number wise intangibles. I, I would say Mike. Uh, big, yeah, you sound like a you sound like when a, Mike Richards was on the guy. team, we made the Stanley Cup. I would say that Pronger was a better player too. What happened? Did did wait? Was Mike Richards on the 2010 team? Yeah, he yeah. Was. He was the captain. The shift <laughs> against the <laughs> Canadians. The <laughs> shift. <laughs> did you hear that voice there? I did. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, the Flyers are just an absolute mess. Um, Everyone that's a Flyers fan is diehard. They love the team no matter what. It seems like they're starting to pull back on that. Like their their whole mantra about like, hey, loving the Flyers no matter what. Um, the Flyers just have to draft better and develop talent. And maybe they'd be in a better spot, but they just don't they haven't had a score in over 20 years. That's a fact. I mean, who was their list? Besides, I think I think Jeff Carter was their last forty goal scorer. I couldn't tell Who, you. I mean, 
there's not one guy that you go, dude, that dude lit the lamp, right? Like, right. Uh, it's just, it's just been bad. It's been bad. Goaltending was bad. It's now good, but like, they don't have any scoring and they don't have any defense really at all. Um, and whatever. Well, I think we just spent enough time on the Flyers. So, amen. And me and Timmy would love to see the Flyers come back because playoff hockey in Philadelphia is the creme de la creme, the best. We it love it, and so hopefully they can turn, they can right the ship. So the Phillies we covered last week, I think it's the same as the same thing. Let's let the season play out. They, they've they've turned it around a little bit, winning a couple games, mm-hmm. winning more than they're losing. They'll they'll right the ship, and the season will be fun. Timmy, any any extras to add to that? No, just you know, obviously a couple injuries with like Derek Hall coming down. Um, yeah, the Phillies are going to have to sh- shift the lineup a little bit, and just pitching has to be better, and that's it. Um, yeah, uh, Trey Turner's got to get hot. He hasn't homered yet. Um, you know, and and JT has to get hot, and and that's and Castellanos it. has to homer too. Yeah, like Castellanos. Castellanos. Say it with me, Castellanos. Castellanos. Oh, you're terrible. Terrible. Castellanos. Terrible. Castellanos. There you go. Castellanos. <laughs> there it is. Maybe it would it'd be better if you didn't wear the Pirates hat. Maybe you would get it right. <laughs> this is a Phillies hat. Oh, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Colorblind. All right. So last thing, WWE. A lot of concerns. The last couple of weeks have been tough. Vince McMahon seems to be back in charge. Now, I'll give them a pass on this last episode of Monday Night Raw. A lot of the talent could not be there. There was some major travel issues. At first, I thought it was a work. But then following Twitter, it seemed like half the half the talent couldn't make it. But the matches are sloppy. The The, the storytelling just seems to be forced. Why is Brock Lesnar fighting Cody? Why is Trish Stratus turning on Becky Lynch? Who cares? Why are they using an Attitude Era wrestler to to push down current wrestlers instead of developing the talent that they have? And why are they burying the over-wrestlers? We have a guy like L.A. Knight, who everybody wants to see on the match, put him in a real storyline, and you can sell a lot of tickets, I like just like Sami Zayn. Timmy... Well, I, I know you're just getting back into these things, but <clears throat> how much longer are you going to be holding on if they keep going this direction? Well, the the LA Knight thing was like kind of kind of um, different because he was in a good storyline. He was kind of integrated into that Bray Wyatt Uncle Howdy thing, right? Like he was he was kind of involved in that. I feel like he was the star of that storyline. I feel like Bray Wyatt fell flat. I don't know where they were going with that, but he was the most entertaining part of that storyline to me. Yeah, and it and it just disappeared, obviously, and it seems like there's been some injury situations with that happening. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I don't, I don't really know what to say. Like, it just feels, to your point, flat. Um, like your biggest storyline was was Cody Rhodes. And Roman Reigns, right? Like that, that had legs, that had juice, that had star power. It had everything. Like Paul Heyman's the number one, you know, 
talking like manager, right? Like he, he, like for people that don't speak well on the mic, it seems like they do this. They just put Paul Heyman with them and they go, Hey, help this guy out. Right. Like let's make this guy a star. And that's what they've, he's done with, he did it with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was not great on the mic. He did it with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns wasn't great on the mic. And, you know, in time, he, they both got really good. They got better. Yeah. And, and now it's like, like, like Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, incredible match at WrestleMania. And now they're burying that. Like, why? And we need a story. We can't just have the match Lesnar Rhodes. Why are they having us? Why did Lesnar? We still haven't been told that. Yeah, we got that's that's the thing that we asked for last week, Tom. Like we talked about this last week on our episode about why. Like we'll find out, right? We thought, hey, we'll we'll get an answer next week about like why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes, and I don't know whether it was travel restrictions or what have you, but like like they owed us that. At least, right. like, and they didn't deliver on it, and it's bullshit. Um, you know, and it's just, it's, it's just not the way they've handled things over the course of like the last ten months, nine months. Like, yeah. like they've they've been really good with like tying loose ends up, and and then all of a sudden we get Matt Riddle out of nowhere, right? And why and is he's, he with Kevin and Owens and Sami yeah. Zayn? And now all of a sudden he's injected into the bloodline story, like the bloodline story. I like, mean, they took him out. Solo took him out like months ago with this, you know, he, they did like the Rikishi, like kind of the butt bomb in the, uh, in the, in the corner with the chair on it, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, it's forced and it's just, like we've been saying, it's got Vince McMahon's fingerprints all over it, and it's just not. Well, I hope it's not the case. I mean, I'm going to tune in for a couple more weeks. We'll see how it plays out. Like, but I'm going to give I them mean, till backlash to start. Really, the like... one, the one thing like that, like that, I trust is like, yeah, look, Triple H came out, you know, in front of the crowd on Monday Night Raw, and I think he did it again on Smackdown. on SmackDown. Yep, said, hey, we're not going anywhere. I know he was talking a lot about the the merger and all that shit, but God, I I hope I hope that the creative stuff continues to flow the way it should. Um, so I mean that's my hope, and because that's what's drawn me back in. I mean, I mean, I'm like what they're targeting. I'm a new viewer, dude. I'm like essentially I'm a new viewer. So yeah. I mean, if they're gonna go back down the other the other road like i'm not going to tune in anymore and i don't want to waste any more time on on our podcast about wwe it's not not interesting and not fun like yeah if the storylines aren't going to be what they were for the last year and there's not going to be some thought and some development into the actual story and developing these wrestlers into these characters and storylines then we will stop following it because it's going to be boring bottom line, you know? So it's just, it is what it is. And if they're, if they, they can't do it, I mean, I'll always follow, but it's, it's not going to be anything to talk about. So Tim, with that being said, this may have been the greatest episode (laughs) 
of all time in the history of Schmidt and Lavelle. Your thoughts? I'll drink to that. Timmy, I, uh, speaking for you, we, we want to thank all of our listeners. And if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Like we said earlier on in the show, please leave a comment, a like, anything you'd like to talk to us about, our open relationship, or whatever it is. Tim, do you have anything you'd like to to leave our listeners with, the the Schmidt and Lavelleites out there? I'd like, uh, I I, did. I I keep coming up with nothing. I got nothing. Guys, Tim's got nothing for you. Sorry, boys. (laughs) And girls. And they. (laughs) Whatever else you may be. (laughs) That's Schmidt and Lavelle. Hopefully you tune in to us next week. Available on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Sayonara.